Welcome to the TOD podcast. My name is Lola C. Wolf. I'm one of your hosts of the I Am X Crew in company with Abel and other shenanigans of our crew. Are we introducing the topics of diversity, life, and death? This podcast is here to inspire, uplift, and make you realize what really matters in life. Hello and welcome to this incredible interview we will host today. And a shout out to Malaysia and Dubai. And welcome to Lola Seawolf. Nice to see you here. Hello. It's fantastic <laughs> to sit right in front of you and for once be the guest and not the host. So hi guys, you're going to meet me on a different side of life today and... Um, so far, I'm excited. So we see where the road is going to take us. Perfect. So I guess we're just diving right in. And the first question is, it's your last day on Earth. What are you doing? And what is the last message you want to give to the people? I'm the author of these questions. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. So it's my last day on earth. Um, if we're talking right here and right now, I would start with a really nice breakfast, with my favorite breakfast, knowing that it's most likely going to be my last. So instead of like choosing between sweet or savory, I would do both because I think you guys can relate when I say that. Often when I go for food or outside, out of my own kitchen, um, it's either pancakes versus um, avocado toast and stuff like this which is so cliche millennial I know um, then I would call my loved ones knowing me I would have already written letters or something that I'm gonna like let leave them once I'm gone and then I would possibly do just try to enjoy the universe as much as I can so if it's a sunny day I would be outside if it's rainy I would still walk in the rain and basically take in nature as much as I can I would read a little bit of my favorite book and what I would say to you is that life is pretty damn good and life and death is always something that we should cherish and take away the the judgment from that so taking it all in enjoying the moment living your best life and not caring what other people think the best life is and stop having so many damn stupid discussions <laughs> instead of focusing on what's really important um stop trying to be right all the time because life isn't about being right it's about the stories we write and live and express and then I hope that I would be in my favorite circle of soul family in the last couple of hours so that once more we can sit together at the bonfire um, and I would give them hugs and then I guess I would just leave Okay, what would be the book that you're reading some pages on that day? This can be a different answer literally any day. Um, 
And I'm pretty sure some people are going to judge me no matter what I'm going to say now. Like, this is your choice of like your last day on earth and you're reading this book. Um, I think it would be Be Water, My Friends, which is written by Shannon Lee, which is the daughter of Bruce Lee. It's one of my favorite books. Yeah. Well, so you have died. It's over. What is your legacy you left behind? And looking back on your career, what were your five blessed moments as a creative? Oof. <laughs> it's interesting because right now I'm literally at a turning point where it's like I'm it feels like I'm just about to get started for astrologers out there I'm literally diving right hand head into my Saturn return um, so far it's been enjoyable I know people always say like it's such a you know crazy time but I would like to say that I've done the pre-work and that I'm just committed to life as a whole And that's why it doesn't feel like it's a burden. It's definitely transformative, but I don't see it in a negative way, despite having to be made very different choices compared to the last years. Mm. I used to study stage design and I was part of a production of Adam's Family where my designs were taken at the end, despite me being just an intern, which... You know, any intern out there that is working in the theater industry, you are appreciated and you should be paid or at least paid more. Um, that's just a statement that I'm going to leave here. And it was one of my favorite productions that I've ever worked on. It was a student play, despite that we had a full house every three nights of the whole performances. I love Adam's Family. It was the musical production as well. Um, and it was just a momentum for me to see the designs that I had drawn for and by far I'm not <laughs> your A-type a class designer um, to be seen brought to life and being also having the opportunity to do the bow because I asked my boss and then the boss went to the director and said like you know it's her design can she do the bow with us because usually it's just a just a formula that the, the directors the stage designers um, costume designers um, on the premiere night they all do the boat together if they are attending the premiere and it wasn't a common thing for an intern to do that but since I had asked and the director liked me I was lucky to do or basically enjoy the spotlight with them together and that was pretty damn awesome my family came to see the show my closest friends at that time came to see the show and yeah that's what it really really is all about at some point like we don't get these momentums often as artists because most of the times I do enjoy the road more than the final moment of success but this was a momentum that I hold close to my heart because it shaped me as a person of like standing up for myself and asking for the space and the stage so I think this is my biggest achievement Mm, having the absolute audacity to self-publish a book while being suicidal and having a depression and being diagnosed with anxiety disorder when I was just in my early 20s because it was just a necessary step to understand what it means to be an author now and if I wouldn't have gone this step ladder and published certain th things despite not giving a shit about grammar or anything like that I wouldn't have known 
what it's like to be the author that I am now and the steps that I'm choosing and the process that I'm choosing. So that's my second momentum. My third is choosing art in general because there are so many things that people say about artists or authors or any kind of creative like bullshit beliefs like artists are always broke or you know it's just a hobby or you know it's just all fantasy it's an escapism all that kind of stuff it's so much more than that and I stopped convincing people that literally do not want to listen to make them understand and focused on the people that do understand or are in the same boat and there's not a day in my life where I regret going down this road because art is just so integral to my life and what I've achieved so far so that's my third momentum four is being a mentor and having changed over a thousand lives so far and I'm just in my third year of business which is crazy because I have held workshops in so many group rooms I have had so many one-on-one -on -one clients I have performed it's kind of like cross-border to what I'm doing as an artist because if you know me I have so many layers to show that sometimes these labels you could say cross borders and paths so that not necessarily one thing is just this it's more like sometimes I am a speaker on stage but I also talk about runes or the things that move me in life or the life coach kind of things inside and that then crosses with over to sometimes also performing as a dancer and stuff like that so um I have moved so many people so far and some people will say oh that's you know in a world of like gazillion of people that's not a lot but I come from a world where I was growing up in a village where roughly 100 people lived so having achieved this number so far Plus the podcast, which I haven't even included in this whole equation, is pretty damn good to me. And at the end of the day, numbers do not matter but story. And I think this leads to my fifth point, which is the stories I have told so far and by that inspired people, whether it's through a book or a mentoring or a workshop or just being in the presence of the people that I love is good enough for me. I don't need an award I do appreciate when I get recognition for my good work, which I know I am doing. I am a good worker. I am a worker by heart, but even more, I'm a human, be human being that chooses life. So by that, I like to think that not that good people deserve certain things, but if you follow your passion, if you follow your truth, if you follow your heart, it will only lead to wins. That is my core, one of my core beliefs. And... I think if you follow that and if just it's it's not only the, the the matter of like if just one person is inspired by that but me simply knowing that even just sitting with my friends together and having deep conversations is what I call inspiring or making people move and follow their own dreams then that's that's my legacy the stories that keep living on in other people's life and i have achieved that so far in so many multiple ways that um yeah i'm really really fine with the whole situation of death and life well yeah so many great points like and also like you don't need the applause or the 
something else but just to know that you're doing good and if you do good it will come back someone will say oh nice thank you so that's just okay but now we're like going into the future but on your last day on your last moments which things you have changed and challenged in your industry how much time do you have <laughs> um generally i think i'm a revolutionary in the sense of that i do point out the problems that we have in certain systematic ways not only in the creative industry but just in the industries in itself that we are working in um Like, despite running my own business as a digital nomad, I have so many people that I know are in, like, nine-to-five structures or, like, in jobs that they are working for someone else and knowing their sector or, like, the section they are working in and what needs to be changed is something that I've always seen very clear and always expressed very clear. And my biggest mission or vision that I would say always leads back to there is a dream for all of us that can be achieved and there's a story and a, a structure that can be created that is uniquely to you and that can be expressed without harming someone and just living your best life and i think whether that's in the acting industry that i've just recently entered again and i'm trying to point out the very thing that non-binary actors are boldly underrepresented and that we should take up more space not to an extent where it's like one one group is outdoing the other that's not the whole point but to actually question which people are cast for which section or why do we keep casting the same type of white guy for the evil antagonist versus whether versus I'm writing a fantasy book and the majority of fantasy books out there is still not queer representing or taking the stereotypical boxes. I'm trying to always do the thing outside of the box and more like pinpointing things. Like it's always an opportunity for people to learn and I'm not an exclusion of that. There's so much to still learn and understand and figure it out how to express certain things and how to do the right thing and I think the first step to that is always acknowledging that you will never do the right thing in someone else's eyes because there's always that one buttercup out there that is going to have a problem with you and I think the moment you acknowledge that and the moment you acknowledge that that you start to express who you really are and what you really want because at the end of the day you're not responsible for someone else's projection and Yes, there are certain things that we need to change. For example, I'm pro-sensitivity reading. Um, I think it's a cool thing that, you know, especially when we write characters that aren't our heritage and not in the context of fantasy, but real-life stories, to have someone look over this that comes from this culture or has this background to say, hey, look, this is stereotype or it's stereotypical or we need to phrase this differently, is an improvement. It doesn't take anything away from your art. It still keeps the message out there. And I think that is just a big advantage of embracing diversity in culture. And that is something that I've always tried to include. But going away from the whole aspect of cultures, just in general, I've been always trying to be a safe space for people. And always been trying to 
make sure that no matter what people can come to me because there's so much judgment out there and again I'm not an exclusion from that I'm still learning I'm still not learning to become better or holy or good because I think that's black and white talkative bullshit but I think it's the understanding of like okay um, we can have a discussion on a common ground on an eye-to-eye level despite having different opinions and we both go our ways at the end of the day we might not be friends we might not like you know see each other ever again but we don't have to leash out and we don't have to project and we can simply find solutions that means we are learning from one another and that's a space and base that i've been trying to like that i've always tried to create with community around the podcast with the mentoring that i do with the community i have on instagram and beyond that and yeah that's i think that's kind of like a wrap on what i've changed so far and what i'm intending to change and the very baseline is also the reason why the one of the main reasons why i got back into acting is because it's still a dream that is so highly beating inside of me just as much as being an author but I also want to be a representation of non-binary actors out there that is taking up space and having these conversations in the industry with people that have a bigger influence or have a bigger platform and stage so we can create certain space and we can make people f- change their perspective. It doesn't, it doesn't need much for someone to change their thoughts and perspective. It needs a common ground most of the times and that's simply it to have a discussion that is quite calm instead of like always about rage always about you know pushing through because rage can also lead to just egotistical behavior and then it's not about the point at the end of the day that we're trying to change it's about i was once hurt in this situation and it has nothing to do with what we are trying to achieve so i think i'm the right person to step into that game in this industry as much as I'm doing it already in the writing industry and both industries I'm just getting started despite being 28 um, and I think that's also a good takeaway from here don't let anyone ever tell you too old to do a certain thing I know many people that have rocked things that seem impossible in society with 50 60 40 and I'm just 28 so Yeah, I don't know, you just wrapped up everything and I love how you want to challenge the... Also, what really impressed me was the communicating without hurting thing. Like, that's such a big issue, like, always. And it comes from the ego side, so... Yeah, I'm totally... I'm just... Yeah, that. that's what I wanted to wrap up, but you did it. So... <laughs> You just said you just started. So the next question would be, where were you and what was your first step towards your success? Like you just started, what did you do to get started and where will it lead? So where will it lead? Um, I'm trying to mingle this together with acting and writing. Um, Writing has always been a dream since I was 12. And I believe there's a couple of episodes where I've already riffed on like how it all happened how I was 12, how I imagined living in London, how I wanted to be a writer. But I think the crucial point of what changed for me as an author is that I had a certain version of this is what it's like to be an author and this is what you have to do and stuff like that. 
but this version was really attached to the old ways of being an author and not so much connected to the society that we live in today where you know book talk exists and everyone has a goddamn opinion on your book and it's so you know cancel cancel culture is out there and um i'm a strong believer of like holding people accountable and if you follow me on instagram for example you know i speak up about political things too despite me not thinking it's political i i i really don't like the label it's just what you mean i talk about humanity i talk about rights in general and to place it always as political is in my opinion right-wing talk <laughs> but i'm not gonna go deeper into this um so i am already triple self-published um so i have achieved the whole thing of like this is your book you have it in your hands you've you've done the very thing and i'm entering the next chapter where i start to learn that i'm gonna write books very differently like yes there's a roadmap yes there's a structure and i think this is the first step where it really happened where i was really asking myself again do you want to do this and you have to be honest with yourself and if you're hard if there's something inside of you that says no then do yourself a favor and find the dream that is the most important to you and that really makes your heart beat and bleed all the fucking time because for me acting and writing is something that i constantly think about that i constantly want to create like i can tell stories day and night you can wake me up at 2 a.m and ask me about tell me a pirate story and i will start talking and unless you shut me up i will keep talking so writing is in my veins it's always been there and the other layer that has opened up again for me was acting because i used to do it um, i performed in the school where i was um, studying creative arts I wrote my own character into the play. I performed a genderqueer character despite not it being labeled as as one. And I made sure that it was a really unique character and the audience was giving back to me at the end of the day. Um and it it just it was just a proof for me to say yeah, I'm a good writer, I'm a good performer. And Yes, I might not have the certain talent or skill set that some actors bring to the table, but as the things that I always do is it's about finding my voice and finding my way of expression. And acting is one way of telling stories beyond what I'm doing with books and with my Instagram posts and stuff. And to have that opportunity, to have that that chance is something that I'm not going to put by just because someone would say you're 28 you should think about you know the serious thing acting is a serious thing for me and it's one extra way for me to earn money because i'm simply not here to believe that you know the industry is tough and the industry is hard and it's hard to make money as an actor and you know you got to surrender yes you have to do certain things um to to understand like the way it works that like no one's going to give you a certain like head jump in that sense you gotta be ready to be unapologetically about yourself and that is for every creative industry i have literally just said it to um someone today that for you to be a creative you have to be willing to understand yourself over and over again and that no matter what happens on the outside no many which director you meet no many no matter what what 
type of person you meet in the industry that yes might have more experience and listen i'm the last person that is not going to listen to any advice but i'm also someone that is always checking in with myself does this resonate with my truth and that is the skill that is the same way essential in running your own business which i do to be really willing to constantly follow your own path and this is why a lot of people struggle in the in the, in the creative industries because it's it it can be tough in the sense of that you know you will be confronted you will be confronted and you will be be confronted with yourself and if you're not ready and willing to look at yourself because you constantly run away from your problems and you're constantly crumble once someone says an opinion about you that might not even be true to you but you're because it's this director that has done this and this Sorry, who are you to tell me who I am if it doesn't resonate with my truth? Yeah. And it's always a choice by heart. If my heart is beating so loud that I cannot avoid the scream, then I have to do it. And I don't care what people think. One of my dreams is being in a Netflix series. I place it as the placement of like Netflix series because personally I like the platform. But yes, I'm also aware of like what's going on with the writer strikes, with the industry, the payment stuff. I am aware of that. And because I'm aware of that, I'm going to get it even more. Well, so that brings us to the next question, which I will wrap up and you will tell me what is missing. Because the next question is, what is something you would like to share about pursuing your dreams and the truth about success? And you did it already. So I tried to crumble all together and then you just so just start is one thing like you said you're 28 and you're starting again with author with artist so it's just like start whenever you are ready whenever you feel a call get started no matter which age you are and by that follow your dreams and ideas follow the beating of your heart and really ask yourself is this thing i want to do Like, is it really the thing I want to do or is something saying no? Now I'm really quoting you like five minutes ago. And yes, and then be uh, absolutely true to yourself. Whenever something coming up, be true to yourself and just follow that. That's that's the four or five-ish things you said about like pursuing your dreams. Would you add something to that again? I'm gonna quote one of my great um, creative friends and we've done a podcast episode on this despite it being in German and shout out to Larissa. She's one one amazing witch that does currently my book cover. And she once said in a podcast episode, be as bold as a mediocre white man. And this is not to say like, you know, you are lesser than me or something, but Imagine you're a white cis dude, which you might be when you're listening to this podcast. So hello, guys. Um, There's so many, like, because I'm speaking from a perspective of a non-binary person uh, born into a female body. There's so many dudes, let, let's call them dudes, out there that are literally doing the thing and not thinking twice about it because they have that motherfucker energy. I want you to have a piece of that motherfucker energy because that is literally the essence to it all. Sometimes you have to be unapologetic and not give a shit what people might think about it. And this is where it started for me as well. Like the reasonable thing that people would 
bring up is like you're 28 why do you you know what's the thing but like writing acting is a life thing for me like uh, like i've never been someone that followed the social structure of decades in the sense of like oh no i'm 30 now it's all about family and house and all that kind of stuff no i've always followed my own path and truth and that's the same thing for me with my art just because you're turning into a certain age or decade doesn't mean you can't do the very thing and with writing it's similar to to acting you gotta know your way of acting like For me, it's the focus on TV shows as much as it's focusing on stage. So that is two sectors that I'm focusing and willing towards it. If an opportunity comes up to be in a movie, I'm not gonna say no. But for now, I know my focus and I can always change and reframe it and say, you know what? At the end of the day, it's good enough for me to perform in front of like 10, 20 people on a small town theater. And that might be my drive. But For now, I'm focusing on what I'm aiming towards. And on the road, I will find exactly what I want. That's always been that way. And I'm willing to um, go for that. So I dare you to do the same. And no matter what age you are or where you stand in your life, follow that what you want. Which leads us to the theme, which everybody's like, oh, you can't follow your dreams because it's too expensive or I don't have the money. So what is something you would like to share about money and why is it important that we all keep having the conversation around money? This in itself can be a whole podcast episode. <laughs> I always have a lot to say about money because I love it and it's such a matter that is still so stigmatized in society so let's talk about money and especially in the creative industry um, yes you need to have a certain base you will have to invest in certain workshops photos stuff like that that is a that is a given and that's no dancing around it and yes sometimes it may take longer when you work in your three jobs or your nine to fives and listen I've been there I've done that road before I brought up my own business and For me, after I quit my last nine to five job, it was a clear thing of like, I'm never ever going back into the position of I need this job or I'm not gonna, you know, be able to pay my rent. I manifested and created a life and way for myself that I'm choosing which jobs and projects I'm taking in alignment with my visions and mission. And that was a tough choice. And it was a a big thing of like oh my god how am I going to do this but my self-belief was so much stronger that I found ways to make it happen and I dare you to do the same and everyone's security base of like what what money you need on your bank account to feel safe will be different so this is a question I'm giving you to ask yourself how much money do I need to be like feel safe and also question Why do you need that type of money? And then the other thing is like to be really smart about your money. Check in with your bank accounts. Have that money date every week. And really look at your numbers. And don't like when someone asks you what type of like how much do you have on your bank account right now? I want you to give an answer. Like not like in the sense of like you know what, what's going on with your numbers. You don't have to you know know the detailed number and also you can obviously choose if you want to answer that question but to know and be aware of your numbers is key to any money investment you are going to do and then also really think of like do I actually need to make that investment or do I need to you know 
just go for it. Because what I also see a lot of times is that, you know, if I do this next workshop, then I'm going to be X, Y, Z. If I do this thing, then I'm going to be X, Y, Z. And don't get me wrong. I do a lot of photo shoots because I love working with creatives and collaboratives and all that kind of stuff. But what I also need, like the, the main focus for like, whether it's like writing or acting is the inner work for myself. And no, I don't need X type of amount of mentors my investment type is always because I want to, because I know it feels right. And that is usually a strong pull on the inside for me. So essentially, that's that side on like the first basics on how to do certain money movements. And the other side is once you're in the industry, get your money facts right. Ask your co-worker, like co-creators what they are earning make sure there is no inequality pay gap talk about money have these conversations together and also dare to ask for more if there's a certain valid reason for it i would not be hired by someone that is let's say a big influencer and get paid nothing to be on stage i know my value my value is not connected to money but my time is connected to money and if my time is connected to money I want to be paid for my art. Mic drop. That's certainly a mic drop. So thank you for that insight. Yeah, absolutely. Like money and what you said about investing in, in workshops and stuff. And I'm also like, okay, and what do you really need in your life, in your daily life? Like check that too. Like do I need, I don't know, do I need the hair mask or do I need, I don't know, I don't have, I'm like living, and I, I know what I need and I'm living like that, so I don't buy stuff I don't need because I'm like, oh, it's so shiny, oh, it's so beautiful, but it's like, okay, do I really need it or is it just like shiny and it's shiny? I mean, if you see something and you really, really like it and you like it the day after the day, then go buy it. Like, I did it with this one plant. I had like four weeks, I was like, I get this. <laughs> I want to get this. I said, no, it's a plastic one. It's not even a live one. Yeah, you know, I'm like, I don't need that. And four weeks later, I was like, okay, I'm buying it now. Four weeks is enough time to think about it and just really want it. Now I'm happy. So just put your investments right. And let's bring us to two rapid fire questions. And the first one is the three favorite places in the world to be. TikTok. London. Heidelberg, Copenhagen. Well, well. And three books everyone should have read before they leave this earth. Happy Money by Ken Honda. Be Water, My Friends by Shannon Lee, which I've already mentioned. And Masters of Death by Olivia Blake, because it's coming out of me. Perfect. So thank you. Let's wrap up our round one. There will be a part two, so stay here, grab a new cup of tea, a new cup of coffee, and be right back. <laughs>